Hi, it's Roz and welcome to my podcast. Question for you, how do you feel about change? Change today is so different from the past and your potential for losing your edge today is much greater. I believe if you aren't changing, you are losing. Today, more than ever before, you need to change if you wish to succeed. You need to take charge of your careers in a different way from pre-COVID. You need to be your own best publicist to make sure you're building a stellar reputation. In order to survive and thrive in these changing times, you can't depend on others to manage your career. If you do so, you're giving away your power. You're allowing others to define you. Change is the only key to the future. And and many of us have to change the way we show up and how we take charge of how others experience us. Doing a great job today makes you employable, but it doesn't secure future opportunities. You have to be visible, you have to be vocal, and you have to contribute something unique to the success of your company. Now that's easier said than done because we're naturally hardwired to stay in our comfort zone. But I believe that doing the job you are hired for is not enough to attract sponsorship, promotions, and those wonderful perks that we aspire to attain. My hope in this podcast is to provide some thought-provoking ideas that will help you to feel more in control of your career. I want you to feel empowered to take the risks that's necessary in these, I would say, unpredictable times. Now, the challenge for all of us, including myself, is that we're faced with change sometimes that we didn't sign up for, and we get emotionally involved, we get frustrated. So let me ask you, how do you look at change that you didn't voluntarily sign up for? If you're threatened by it, you're going to reject ideas, you're going to get left behind, If you treat change as a challenge in the present, you're going to embrace new ideas and you're going to adapt. However, if you could redefine change as an opportunity for the future, you're going to be initiating the new ideas. You're going to be inspiring people to to transform the way they do things. Here's the truth. You can't embrace change, though, without courage. You have to step out of your comfort to make the changes necessary for yourself. Transformation never happens when things stay stagnant. For this episode, I have Steve Prentice here, who's an expert in change management. Steve, welcome. Any thoughts or questions about what I've just shared with you in the audience? Well, I think the starting here is is knowing what it is you have to change to begin with. That's the big first problem people have. Absolutely. And here's what I share as an executive coach. Before you make any changes, you've got to first self-reflect on how you're perceived. So if I were your executive coach, Steve, I would say, first of all, how do you know how you're coming across Uh, Do different people have different perceptions of you? I often ask people to do a mini 316 to find out how are you perceived by your colleagues, your leadership, your boss, your customers. And and it's funny, often they'll say, well, some see me this way and some see me the other way. And I say, well, you don't want people to see you differently. You want to flex your style of communication, but you want to make sure people see you in the right light. 
Another thing, when you speak, do people listen? Do you inspire people to want to hear more of your ideas? Do they seek you out for your thought leadership? I then ask, how do you differentiate yourself so your values recognize? You know, if you differentiate, you don't have to compete. I, I would ask you, when you walk in a room, do people notice you? Are you commanding? Have you built a meaningful network internally? Are you attracting, this is so important, sponsors who can open doors for you? And those sponsors are people within your company. They believe in you. They see the magic that you make. And they're your publicists behind closed doors. All those things you're describing, and that's an excellent list, by the way, but all of that points to a self-awareness. And if I may put it this way, an awareness to be self-aware. People are not necessarily given the permission or they don't have that sort of internal drive to stop and look around and ask those questions, to do that 360 and see how do people see me? Uh, this is one of the consequences of being too busy, too focused on individual tasks and not having that opportunity for that lateral critical thinking that's required. So this is an excellent recipe for starting to understand, you know, what do you need to change or improve in order to keep pace and keep that edge? But it starts with being aware of the need to see how people see you. And that requires time just to think about it. It also requires courage, Steve, because a lot of times people don't really want to hear what other people say. What if it's, you know, not complimentary? And I, we also don't know how to ask for feedback. So a couple of thoughts. I, I feel that you have to identify the right people to seek out. Just asking anyone randomly isn't going to be to your advantage. Ask people who A, you trust. Ask people that you know will tell you the truth. And ask people that you know have insights into what makes people successful in their company. So you may have different types of people that you're seeking out. How do you begin to ask for feedback is critical. So I may come to you and say, hey, Steve, you know, I would like some feedback on my executive presence. What do you think? Well, I'm putting you on the spot. I need to be able to tell you why I'm asking you. So I might say, Steve, being an expert in change management, being so intuitive and so successful in the work that you do yourself, where do you see I can improve in terms of how I project executive presence? And that allows you to feel good about yourself, but to know that I don't have an agenda other than I want to get better. So seeking feedback, being selective, diversifying it, and make it safe, telling people the why. Share your need. My purpose in asking you this is because I'm looking to move up in the company, or I, I really want to make sure I spend the right time investing in enhancing certain competencies and not in others that don't really matter in the, in the role that I'm in. That's really important. The other thing to consider is you want to dig deeper. What if they just say, or you might say to me, well, oh, Raj, you're doing a great job. Don't worry. You, you know, you've got great presence. That's not giving me any information that I can expand upon. I might say, well, I appreciate that. What if I were even better in what I'm doing? Where do you see that I could enhance what I'm already doing well? See, the idea is don't focus on those areas where you're incompetent, just make them so okay so that they're not like held against you. But you want to take where you excel and multiply it. That's how you build your, your brand reputation.
So that's another thought. What happens, and I, I noticed this a lot, is people recycle old feedback. I had this woman, Steve, in one of my workshops, she was so aggressive, she actually scared me. And I made this very general question to people in the workshop. I said, hey, who's received feedback? And you know, raise your hand. And she put her hand up really quickly. And I said, well, share with us what's the feedback. And she said something like this. Well, I've been told that I'm too submissive. I thought, okay. And, and very diplomatically, I said, can I ask what year you were told this? And she said, oh, about six years ago. I said, you've more than fixed it. <laughs> and the idea here is don't work an old feedback. And if you've already fixed it, move on. And sometimes you're given feedback, which I, I hate to say, but it could be where someone's projecting it on you. And that's the feedback they need for themselves. That's why you have to validate it through different sources and not just one person or two people. You want to go to your boss, but you also want to be able to go to different people in different roles and different levels and not just senior people. Um, a, a great question to ask, especially if you would like to get feedback on how you can get that next position is uh, this what would be specifically probably for your boss and your boss's boss is ask if it's a year from now we're talking, what would have had to happen for you to feel I was ready or that you were comfortable promoting me? Lots to think about. Absolutely. And I mean, it's just summarize a couple of your key points there and add a bit more to the end of it there. You know, first of all, you've got to know who to ask and you've got to ask the right questions. It isn't a random thing. Uh, it, it is a matter of targeting the right people in your network to know who to ask and what questions to ask them. And as you pointed out, explaining why you are asking this. And it isn't just simply fishing for compliments. It's a matter of uh, why you are looking to improve in a certain area. And as you also pointed out, giving them the leeway to explain in their own way, their own technique. But I also want to add to this that people tend to stray away from this because Sometimes they, they are afraid of what they might hear. They may be afraid that the feedback that if it's not recycled, but is actually genuine feedback for them as individuals might impose the need to change something. And that requires effort. It requires a whole new approach to doing certain things. And very often people will shy away from asking for feedback solely because they're afraid of what they're going to hear. And, uh, you know, are you ready to do that? Are you ready to take that on? That all change requires some sort of effort to continue swimming forwards. So I love what you're saying. And I also like the point you were saying before about the sometimes the, the feedback you might get is them projecting their own concerns or awareness about themselves onto you. And this, once again, is where critical thinking comes in. You know, can you process what you hear and sort it out so it actually makes sense? And you can separate out what is mere projection on their part, what is recycled feedback on their part, or what is genuine concerned sharing of ideas, which is what you're seeking. So that's, again, a very good recipe for your progress moving forwards. Absolutely. I love how you summarize it. Wanted to add a couple of other thoughts on feedback because we really need to engage in it. And I would say do it like every six months. So be particular about who you go to, but you've got to engage your, your manager in, in feedback, whether you like them or not, they have a voice and they're going to be heard about you when, when they're asked by, you know, opportunity for promotion, whatever, 
taking on new responsibilities. What you might want to think about when you're asking for feedback is if they're uncomfortable giving it directly, Steve Chu, you might make it third party. I might say to someone, no, I wouldn't say this with my boss, I'd be more direct with my boss, but I would say to someone, you know, I'm really wanting to improve my executive presence. Is there anything you've heard through others that would be important for me to address to work on? And that's, that's a great way. And usually when they start telling you, yes, Roz, you know, people think you're a little aggressive. We use that hypothetically. I wouldn't say, what do you mean I'm aggressive? Right. <laughs> I would probably say, could you tell me what that looks like when I'm aggressive? That's the secret. When someone gives you any feedback, whether it's third party or direct, always ask, could you tell me what that looks like? A lot of times we assume we understand what someone says, then we go home and we, we try to put our head on the shoulders of the other person. We could be totally wrong. Therefore, it's good to qualify it and, and dig deeper. Then I would also want to know about feedback. Let's say they're giving me tough feedback. I would love to ask them, when did you first observe this? Have others made comments? Um, again, being more specific, how might this be interpreted in terms of my reputation? And, and what are your thoughts? Where would I start? What would be something I could do right away to shift the perceptions of this feedback? That's engaging them. You want to get people involved uh, into insofar as your, your development. And once someone gives you feedback, there's something interesting that happens. If you let them know how it's helping you, if you get back to them with the thank you, and by the way, here's the results of your wisdom that you shared with me, they become a lot more committed to your success because they've already contributed for you got a, it's called foot in the door in terms of psychology and influence you've got them already believing and knowing you do this with integrity that they've made a difference to you what are your thoughts on that it's important to recognize that when you're asking for feedback, especially from a manager, um, it's just a, it's just in a one-way street. Uh, they may be afraid. They may be afraid of sharing information with you. They may be afraid of being put on the spot, or they may be afraid of, of you taking offense to what the feedback is. So it's really important when taking the, the steps to talk to a manager and saying, I need feedback, to also put yourself in their shoes for a moment. How are they feeling about this? What kind of um, threat might the, the request for feedback imply? Maybe you're going to leave the company. Uh, there's a lot of, um, let's say, sympathy that needs to be built into the conversation in order to solicit uh, quality feedback, especially from a leader who themselves is going to be seeking feedback from their superiors about how they are doing. People tend to forget that managers can be just as worried as the rest of us in terms of how well they are doing. So this comes back around once again to having a good network, having a good relationship, again, with your manager, even if you take the initiative to establish regular conversations with your manager. That kind of strength of your network allows for the feedback to happen more naturally and more safely. But it is important for everyone to remember that there are two sides to this street. There are two people in this dance and uh, they themselves have feelings as well. Steve, to add another perspective as well, we go to people and we ask for feedback. Sometimes it's good to ask for advice as opposed to feedback, because I'm sure that you have people in your life, as I do, as we all do, have been successful. And, and feedback, they may not know us well enough to give us feedback, but they do have some magical ways of being successful. 
I always like to go to people and ask them, hey, you know, I'm, I'm just my I'm aspiring to whatever. I'd really like to know how you were able to achieve your success. A any thoughts? And asking someone for advice is quite a compliment. Just think about it. That's another way of getting you know, ideas. So if you're given feedback and you're not 100% sure, go to those people who are already doing it the way you'd like to, to be done and, and get their feedback. Another one is to ask for feed forward. Instead of saying, give me feedback on how I'm doing, give me some ideas moving forward on how I could be even more impactful to the business. I could be more essential to the business. I could make a bigger contribution. So I call that feed forward. Put someone in the mindset of giving me advice going forward. Don't necessarily look in the past to critique me. That's a very positive term. The idea of feed forward is, is I think if people can hear that, they will be encouraged. Um, and yeah, indeed, complimenting, not complimenting, but giving the, the, the person who's delivering this information um, a good feeling about themselves. You know, I'm turning to you for information because you are an expert, you have been successful, I need to learn from you. But the feed forward as a single word of uh, momentum and inspiration, I think is a, is a very smart move. But whatever feedback it is, <laughs> it may not feel good. We must always be gracious and mm -hmm. say, thank you. Sometimes, even if I don't like the feedback, I will say thank you for caring to share this. It doesn't feel very comfortable, but I know it's going to help me. Because if you don't do it in that manner, and if you show resentment, you can never go back to that person. Yes, and not everybody says things the way you like it to be said. I mean, I love when I get feedback where it's sugar-coated. <laughs> but I know that there are times people will say in a workshop, Roz, it's going too slow. I'm getting bored. When am I going to be mad at them? They're telling me the truth. How lucky am I? It wouldn't have been the way I would have loved to have heard it. But it gave me the idea to, hey, speed it up. Quick story. A couple of weeks ago, I was asked to deliver a speech for a company, the CEO was completing his. And it really was a defining moment when I listened to his words. He asked those people in the audience, they were about 150 leaders. He said, how many of you are leading the way you did pre-COVID? And several people were waving their hands. He said, you don't really need to work for us anymore. He said, we can't use you if you haven't changed because our world has changed and the way we led pre-COVID is not suitable for today. We need to be able to be sensitive to our people. We need to have humility. We need to be able to be vulnerable. And the style that you use then is not what we want today in our leaders. That was quite a shock to me. Good for him for the courage to say that, but it really, in my mind, impacted so much so that when I talk about change in this podcast, it really came from that moment that we don't have the luxury to stay the same. So Steve, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I wanna thank all our listeners for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to our thoughts. Thank you very much for inviting me again, Russ. It's been a pleasure. 
If you wish to listen to our past episodes or more information on the Asheroff Institute, please visit asheroff.com. I wish you a wonderful rest of your day.